0: Welcome everybody to Dropping the Gloves. Tim, what's on your hat today? A, a wolf? A wolf, yeah. You're a lone wolf? Is that what it signifies? I just like wolves, John. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That says a lot about your personality, I think. <laughs> oh, come on. Is that how It does. Really? It really does. It's a wolf. It's it just what you relate to. You wouldn't put an animal on your hat that you didn't like that didn't relate to you. It's a good thing. A wolf is a very loyal animal. It's a... You know, it likes to be in a pack. It's a good thing, okay? Right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a wolf wolf pack. You got you want to be around other people. You like to roam. You like to you go on trips all the time.
1: That's true. That's true. I'm planning some more probably.
0: Oh, where 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 are we thinking?
1: No idea. I'm just thinking like, all right, time for another. Nothing as big as what I did this past summer, but I'll do something.
0: It's, my kids have been giving me the the little nudge, like, Hey, we want to get out. We want to go somewhere. Our our good friends just went down to Arizona yesterday. And I was talking to my older daughters today and they're like, when are we going on a trip? When are we going on a trip? I was like, I never, I don't know. Like nothing's, you know, on, on the calendar. And it just got me thinking. It's like when I was younger, we never went on trips ever, ever, ever. Like our big trip was in the summer. We go three hours North camping. We'd rent a little cabin and that was it. Like until the age of, I think my first tri- trip outside of our country was like 14. We went to Mexico and it was awesome. Like first time riding a plane. My kids have been everywhere in the world. And they're just like, you know, you were mentioning Italy last year. I think that would be fun. Could we do Italy and then Switzerland? I was like, you guys are crazy. And this is a nine-year-old girl saying this. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, am I raising spoiled little girls who are just like expecting European vacations every other year? Oh, I was they're just not, like, am I failing?
1: They're not spoiled, John. They're blessed. They're very oh,
0: It's just like, you know, you mentioned we were going to go to Florence and rent a house for a month. Are we still going <laughs> to do that? <laughs> that sounds like, kind of cool. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Like, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. It was it was eye-opening to me as we were driving. I was like, this is maybe, we're, maybe we pushed it a little bit too far with these kids because they've been all over the world. And then it got me thinking. It's like, okay. They've been to Australia, Norway, and, like, Italy and Costa Rica and all these places. I'm like, this, these kids aren't going to appreciate anything when they get older. They're just going to expect everything. So I might have to readjust my parenting s- style just a little bit. Just a little bit.
1: Did Less- you, uh, were you on hockey Twitter at all this weekend?
0: I took the break from Twitter on the weekend. But I did hear this morning. I, I briefly glanced at it before I, I went to church and – Stuff's happening, Tony. Tony D'Angelo, D- break break it break it down for us, Tim.
1: Yeah, so uh, I've been s- diving into this rabbit hole basically because it pretty much it was all over hockey Twitter yesterday, and if you're listening, you've probably seen bits and pieces of it. Um, maybe we can kind of break this down the whole story. So. Here's the end. I'm going to start with the end, and then I'm going to go back in time.
0: Yesterday, oh, you're going to Tarantino it? Yes. Oh, oh, I love that. That's my favorite thing in a movie when they show the ending, and it's just like, what happened? <laughs> One year thinking, earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Please oh, paint a picture for us, Tim.
1: Here's what happened. Yesterday, a 25-year-old defenseman who last year scored 15 goals and 53 points was sent on the waivers by the New York Rangers that's the ending that's how the story ends doesn't really make sense unless you contextualize it so let's go back tony d'angelo has had a history of disciplinary issues since his junior days uh when he was on the ohl the sarnia sting he was suspended eight games um and the league basically said he made an inappropriate statement to a teammate and another report said that it was a slur of some kind so That's eight games in the OHL. This is the second time that he had been suspended from the OHL for violating the harassment, abuse, and diversity policy, but we don't know as much about the first one.
0: So we're assuming it's um, a homophobic or racial slur. Those are the only two big ones where you can get suspended for that amount.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. And in November of that same year, D'Angelo was suspended one game for abuse of officials. Now, that term is going to come back when he reaches the NHL as well. So this is an issue this guy has. (laughs) I mean, what does that even look like? Is he just, Is it just yelling? Is it just – is he touching the official? Like, what is that? I've never seen that term before, abusive. Well, official.
0: if if you're touching an official, you get more than one game. So, he's, he's either following that official off the ice and yelling at him and telling him he's going to kill him or something, or he's just taking it too far. Where he's, he's calling, him like, things that are really, really terrible. You really, really, really have to go across the line to get a one-game suspension for things you say to an official. Do you remember the movie um, – Tropic Thunder with yeah. Jackie Moon, or not Tropic Thunder. Um, anyways, tro- with Jackie Moon, the Flint his- Tropics, yeah, Flint Tropics. When he has his little thing with the referee, I don't know. we can't say it on the show, it's funny. Go <laughs> ahead, Tony Jangel.
1: So, anyway, but despite all this head case stuff, he's still like considered an elite prospect. He was a first round pick in 2014 by the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, he's he's the real deal. Um, he gets traded from the lighting before he makes his debut, makes his debut in Arizona the year after you left in 2016-17 season um, and does pretty well. Uh, but then in January 2017, so this is his rookie year, the NHL has suspended him for three games without pay for, again, you guessed it, physical abuse of officials. So who knows what he did there? I didn't look at the tape. I wonder if that's on tape somewhere. Um, so he's got on ice and off ice issues at this point. Most recently, he was all over Twitter uh, in the last several months, mostly related to the election stuff. So he's been out known. He's been known for being outspoken on political rants on social media, specifically Twitter, including stuff like the election being rigged and COVID-19 denialism. And then he even deactivated his account, made a big fanfare about it um, sometime right after the election. So just in the last couple of weeks, Um, unbelievably, he actually has most likely not confirmed, a burner account it's at nyrfan92360244 nonsense name right but it tweets the exact same stuff that he tweeted and responds to anytime anyone says anything critical about tony d'angelo this account responds right away being like you don't know what you're talking about like whatever and he even denies it all the time like in this account this is the the pinned tweet on his profile it says for the record since for some reason people keep saying this, I'm not Tony D'Angelo, just someone who's sick of him being criticized by people who know nothing about the game of hockey. So he's absolutely – this is him. There's no, there's no doubt
0: this is Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, I saw something with that Twitter account where someone searched where their IP number was when this account was tweeting, and it was tweeting in like when the Rangers were in Pittsburgh. It was tweeting from Pittsburgh. Then when the Rangers were in New York, it was tweeting from New York, and then it was in Philly. It was so obviously this is him. Like it's he's he's not doing a good job of hiding his tweets. <laughs> so, anyways, go on.
1: It also never tweets when the Rangers are playing. So this is <laughs>
0: that's funny. So
1: okay, so after the game this this Saturday night, Tony. This is what we know. Tony got into a physical altercation with the goalie Alexander Georgiev. They had to be broken up by teammates. So Tony was on the ice uh, in overtime, when that three-on-three overtime, and there was some kind of miscommunication behind the net. The puck went behind the net. Both he and Georgia kind of went for it. Um, Georgia played it, and it went right back to Pittsburgh's hands. and about 15 seconds later, Crosby scores. So Tony's furious. There's some kind of miscommunication there. However, you, there's kind of this unwritten rule in hockey. I mean, John, I'm curious to know what you think. You don't confront the goalie. You don't blame the goalie. It's not the – you just don't do it. It's just, it's just one of those things you don't – the goalie's kind of untouchable. It's got to be really, really egregious for someone to get in the goalie's face and blame him for anything. Is that fair enough?
0: Yeah, you, it, that kind of goes across the board, especially if it's an overtime. You know the person is not trying to make a bad play. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. So I, I understand everybody's – their emotions are heightened. It's it's a very tense time of the game. Any any mistake can cost you the game like it did there. So who knows what he said. Obviously, feelings got hurt. And people at that point, I'm guessing, were just fed up with D'Angelo. And, you know, someone stepped into his it, – it's just like the same thing happened with Evander Kane in, in uh, Winnipeg. So go ahead. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So um, there's a confrontation. But here's the thing. It happened – Not in the dressing room. It happened right in the tunnel, which means there's a good chance it's been caught on camera somewhere, either by a fan or something or by, like, the arena cams or whatever. But there's there's a good
0: chance Tony, walking off the ice, yells at the goalie, stay in your blank and blank, you blank and blank, you know, and just giving him the gears. And it's a young Russian goalie who probably isn't strong with his English, and here's this 25-year-old hotshot defenseman just coming down on him, and he doesn't know how to defend himself. So, anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, it got physical, and it's reported by David Shapiro, who's a beat writer for the Rangers and writes on many many different publications. He said that Chris Kreider stepped in and punched Tony in the face. Love it. I mean, I'm trying to imagine the optics of that, and and the thing is, like the like you said, this is the last straw there's so much context to this like this has not happened in a bubble it's not like those two just fought randomly in a hallway and then someone came in and punched him in the face There was built up to this it was leading to this point for sure
0: yeah there is obviously a lot of history between these two between tony and the whole team i imagine nobody wants to be a distraction that that's obvious even when i did my whole all-star fiasco i talked to the whole team i'm like, listen, fellas. I'm sorry, this is a distraction. Like, I'm not trying to make it a distraction. That's the worst thing you can do, especially when his distraction involves politics, which is another hot ticket item. Everybody has their opinion. Everybody's very strong about their opinion. And he's out there. He's throwing out these conspiracy theories. Listen, I voted for Trump. I lost. Big deal. I'm over it. I am going to support my president. I'm not going to go out there and float ideas that, oh, it's, you know, they stole it from us, this and that, Biden's this and that. No, it's just a bad look. You have to take your lumps when you get lumped and you move on and you just kind of, you know, you go on your way. This is a typical kid who's just butt hurt and he got his feeling hurt and he's getting wrapped up in this conspiracy stuff. And he's probably, Kreider's probably sick of hearing it in the locker room.
1: So here's there's another whole twist, another whole level to this blue shirt banter, which is a New York Rangers website, has reported that there was concern at various levels of the organization, which I can just assume would either be staff team and probably front upper management, right? Um, regarding D'Angelo's teammate of rookie defenseman, Keandre Miller, who is black. Uh, which kind of would fit in some of the the extreme narrative as he's been pushing out in the world. And there was an incident on just last week, the twenty sixth, I believe, of January, that K Andre scored his first NHL goal, and the puck magically has disappeared. Now, the people make a point of saving your first goal and any milestone goals, obviously. And the Rangers, like any team, would post that picture on Instagram of the rookie holding their first goal. They didn't do it because the puck is gone, and several Rangers teammates had commented on seeing D'Angelo take the puck. Now, uh, Wyshynski, Greg Wyshynski from Yahoo and ESPN, since reported that um, D'Angelo's, or Andre's agent said, that it's is understanding that like the staff has the puck and they're going to like frame it or whatever. I don't believe it for a second. It's been a- almost a week now. Like this does not take that long. And usually they still take the picture in that moment, in that night. So there's a chance that, he has an issue with K'Andre Miller, hit the puck from his first goal, and maybe that's something like the Rangers. There's, there's something building here. Like, there's a lot more to the story. We don't know everything yet. This is where we know at this point. What we do know right now is that waver, that he was placed on waivers yesterday, Sunday around noon, and just in six games this season, he has one assist, no goals, and he's a dash six. So he's not playing well, and you can't be a distraction and, and, a, and a cancer to the, the locker room and not perform at the same time, right? Um, so the lots more to come to the story, but it would be really fascinating to see how this all plays out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's terrible. You know, any, any time you, gosh, this kid, and I just touched on it with my kid. Are they getting spoiled? This kid sounds like a spoiled brat who's used to getting everything his own way. And when anybody challenges him, he just lashes out and just spews hate. So good. I hope no one claims him. He goes down to Hartford and he just, you never hear from him again. The only thing that makes this thing interesting is he is a good hockey player and that this is going to throw a wrench in the plan because we saw it with that kid in Washington who I can't remember who he was. He spit in somebody's face or a stick or whatever it was. He, he hasn't been seen again. So this kid, who knows what happens with Tony D'Angelo. He is a good hockey player. He is just – his head's a mess right now. When you're getting burner accounts and you're defending, for, defending yourself on Twitter against random trolls, like when people know you're doing that, they throw the bait out all the time. And they just like wanna get you riled up. And so he's not smart enough to understand that. I don't know what happens to him. And if he's like racially going after kids, like you got it. like you're done, kid. Like that's enough. Like you you're out of the league. There's there's no like second chances in my mind when it comes to that. So I guess I guess more will come out in the future. This young defenseman, he's obviously not gonna say anything. He's trying to make a make a name for himself in the NHL. He's not gonna ruffle the feathers, which is terrible. I'm glad Chris Kreider stepped in, set this kid straight. I don't know. Is, will anybody pick this kid up, Tim?
1: Uh, it's well, so far no one has, and they have until noon today. So the, the episode would probably have already been come out by then. But
0: wouldn't surprise me if Boston does. Oh, stop it! Stop He'd fit it. right in with that crowd.
1: Oh, stop it, John! Come on! I won't even. I'm not going to stand for that. Well, we. <laughs> but it's interesting though that we just last week we talked about how the Rangers have been underperforming drastically inexplicably like at the time we th- they were like one in five and probably one in six right now it's really strange to think about like a team that was so good last year had two of the best players in the league now you can see it, the the impact that something like this has like you said it's just it's a distraction it's uh it's ugly really and it's probably impacting performance chemistry all that stuff so i wonder if this becomes a turning point for the team when they start winning games in bunches now yeah, I
0: gosh, I doubt it. I, I don't think it has that big of an impact to where it's affecting their play on the ice. But who knows? They're they're too far into their last place in the Eastern Division. They are a shell of the team they were last year, and it's going to take a lot for them to get back into this into this race because the season's twenty percent over. And once you get to that 30%, 40% mark of the season, you're pretty much done. Like, we've seen teams go on runs, like when St. Louis traded their coach and they went on this epic run to win the Stanley Cup. But that's rare. That's not the norm. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully this does kind of, you know, shake them a little bit and they can get rid of that bad mojo. But I don't know. I don't, I don't see it changing. You're, you're losing a 53-point defenseman who was a big part of your team last year. You're not gaining a defenseman who can do what he does. So, I don't know. Good riddance to you, Tony. I expect a tweet later on from NYR fan in in defense of himself. All right, everybody, listen up. Your company's salary cap is probably tighter than it's ever been, and you can't afford to miss on a new hire. Every person you add needs to fit just right, just like Tim does on the podcast. He fits perfect. That's where Indeed helps you hire great people faster indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates instantly with indeed instant match so you can do the part you really need faster meeting and hiring great people unlike some hiring sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility delivering a quality short list faster now you want your quality shortlist fast you need indeed right now listen up our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your post at indeed.com slash blue wire. This is indeed's best offer anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash blue wire indeed.com slash blue wire offer is valid through March 31st terms and conditions apply.
1: So 20% into the season, what other teams are you writing off at this point?
0: Oh boy. It, (sighs) Tim, there's, there's not a lot because this, there's, this is a strange season, but okay, let's just go through the divisions. I can say pretty confidently that the Eastern division is going to come down to the wire. That's the only division where you really can't write anybody off. And I was just speaking of the New York Rangers. The only reason they're the only division who you can't write anybody off is because the Rangers do have talent. They have the ability to string together four or five wins in a row and that's all they have to do to get back into the into the division because you're playing teams that are ahead of you. So it's just been really remarkable. New Jersey Devils, Buffalo Sabres, they are in this. Like the top six teams are within five points of each other. So it'll it'll be fun coming down to the wire. The the division where I want to call it right now, the Central Division. Like I, I want to call the top four right now because the way Dallas has started out, they were the question mark in my mind. Is it, are they going to be the team that they were last year? They've come out and they've been on fire. Joe Pavelski is absolutely setting the world on fire. He's got 11 points in six games. Like he, he's, un, he's untouchable right now. He's the MVP at this point in the season, Joe Pavelski. That, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the league ended right now, Joe Pavelski would get the MVP. But yeah, Chicago's done. Detroit's done. Nashville is a complete wash. The only, 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 only seed that there's, there's going to be a fight for is going to be between Columbus and Carolina for the fourth seed. That'll be the only seed that, that there'll be any kind of battle for. it. Florida's in, Dallas is in, Tampa Bay's in. That, that's it. Florida's leading the division. They've only played six games. Columbus is behind them. They play 10. Anyways, moving on to the North division. This has been a strange division. Don't you think I, I had such high expectations for all these teams, and I'm being completely let down. The only two teams that are just playing head and shoulders above the rest is Toronto, Montreal. That's it. Everybody else is a complete train wreck.
1: Well, they finally don't have to play Boston, so it's, they're, they're thriving now. I know.
0: You know what I want to go back to the Central. I thought it was funny Chicago. their only wins have come versus Detroit. Is that right? right? Well, they won last night versus Columbus, but that was because Columbus's goalie gifted them two goals, two goals, but their only other two wins have come versus Detroit. So the, those two will be fighting for the basement of that division. Anyways, moving on the North division. It is, it's to It's a two horse race. It's Toronto and Montreal. I think the next five teams, well, the next four teams, they'll be fighting for the last two spots. That'll be interesting to watch. Because Vancouver has shown signs of life lately. They've they've kind of strung it together. It's funny, the remedy for everyone's ails in that division is to just play Ottawa. Like, oh, you're slumping? Just play Ottawa. Slump buster. Uh, Last night, Edmonton's offense was struggling. Everyone, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Let's play Ottawa. They put eight goals up against them. Like, it's just remarkable how Ottawa makes everything better. And they're not even in games. They have played nine games. They're 1-7-1. Their goal differential is minus 22. That's an incredible amount in only nine games played. Like you have to not like you have to lose by a lot every single game. Like that's almost three goals a game you're losing by. Three. Like that's that's an incredible amount of goals to lose by every game. Like that's you're a really bad hockey team. I had some hopes for this team. They are atrocious. They've gotten three points in nine games. I played on a bad Buffalo team a few years back. This team makes us look like a Stanley Cup contender. Like These guys are t- terrible. They're absolutely awful. So in that division, we'll see who gets hot. Edmonton, Calgary, they can't stay this bad for a long time. Winnipeg, they're always going to be in there. Those last two seeds will be interesting. Who do you think are going to fill the 3-4 seed in the north?
1: I hope one of them's Edmonton. Did you see yeah. what they were doing last night?
0: Oh Well, again, it's versus Ottawa, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But, yes, it's very yeah. exciting.
1: But, like, McDavid had five points. Drysdale had
0: six assists. Had six assists, yeah.
1: So they now have – they combined for 11 last night. They now lead the league with 22 and 21. The next is Marner with 14, so they're blown by the competition right now. Could they actually push for 100 points in a 56-game season? Because so wow. far – Yeah. It. And – well, I just—they're going to do this, and their team is not going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be like the one of the worst storylines in all of sports right now. If that's true, if that happens,
0: I feel like it's a broken record whenever we talk about Edmonton. I, I honestly do. It, it's every year we go into the offseason, we go, man, what a remarkable offense they have. They have the two best players in the in the in the world right now, Dreisaitl and McDavid. They have lucked out. They got these two gifts, and they're and they're wasting them. And in coming into this offseason, we're like, okay, what do we need to do at Edmonton? We need to get a couple defensemen. Okay, well, we got Tyson Berry, Darnell Nurse coming into his own. Ethan Bears a solid defenseman. We have um, Russell, who's a decent defenseman. Maybe we shore up that. We need to get a goalie. We need a goalie. Last year, that was our Achilles heel. We need a goalie. Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to stick with the same two guys. Koskinen and Mike Smith. That was their two guys coming into camp. Koskinen has started. He started all 10 games up until yesterday when they put in this other guy who led, he won, but he led in five goals. So let's just look at this. He's 1-0 in the NHL, but he led in five goals. Is this your answer? Is this the guy who's going to take you to the promised land? I don't think so. Is Koskinen going to do it? He's 4-6. His goals against is 3.45. His save percentage is 8.95. Is that a good goaltender in the NHL, Tim? It is not. Is that a guy you want to pay $4.5 million for the next three, four years? It is not. What is the answer? I thought of something. What do you think they should do? I think they should go get a goalie. Where? here? Okay. Here is where they get their goalie. Now, you might call me crazy. You call the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. You pry one of their goalies out from under them. Mark andre Fleury, he's started the season off great. He's got unbelievable stats. He's a proven winner. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He could go down as one of the top three goaltenders of all time. The way his stats line up, he's so underrated. He's, he's putting up remarkable stats. He does it every single year. If you don't want to get rid of him, you get up Robin, Robin Leonard. Vegas is up against the cap. They started their season with only five defensemen. They've played games only dressing five defensemen because they can't get under the cap. Luckily, unluckily, Braden McNabb got injured. They put him on LTIR, so they got some relief there. But it makes sense all around. You take Flurry, You give them Koskinen. The Vegas Golden Knights get $2.5 million in cap relief. Edmonton takes on that salary. They have to maybe send somebody down to make a move because they're up against the cap as well. Edmonton gets a good goaltender, Vegas gets some cap relief and everybody's happy. It makes too much sense for this not to happen. I don't think Vegas can continue to exist with those two goaltenders making 12 million dollars for the foreseeable future. When they have this asset and they see Edmonton who is a contender who could potentially compete for the Stanley Cup and they just they, they they're ruining these guys' careers by just not giving them goaltender. I don't know. Does it not make too much sense?
1: Uh, it does. It does. It's just I feel like Vegas really loves having those two goalies, though. Like, I feel like they they would have made a move by now if they didn't value having both of those goalies. They have two type one goalies, right? They have two 1A 1B goalies. So I, I don't know that they're going to be able to move on from that. And if they do, I think it would take more than just cap relief to make them want to do it. Well,
0: probably- here's the thing. I think they tried to do it this offseason, but because of the frozen cap, no one could take on Fleury. No one was desperate enough. There was other goalies out there who were cheaper, who weren't as good, but who fit other teams' plans. Now Edmonton's desperate. They know they have a problem and they do not have an answer for it, they don't have a goalie in their system who can win for them consistently and be a good goaltender. Where are we going to find a guy who can help this team? Because like we've said a hundred times, Connor McDavid does not come around every, every so often. This kid is a once-in-a-generational talent. You have to take advantage of it. And to just throw Koskinen in net and hope for the best, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're costing yourself rings and parades and success, and it's just a terrible waste of talent. And Mc- Dwayne Seidel's like they are one, one a Like they're they're so good. But I don't know. Anyways, I-, I hope they make a move somewhat soon because it- it's it's a shame you're wasting these guys' future on not having a goal- goal- goaltender. Anyways, let's, let's wrap up the last division. I know. You- where do you got to go, Tim?
1: I have an appointment.
0: You have an appointment you're so busy so in the north it'll be fun to see how that wraps up in the west i feel like the west is already done the west is done san jose arizona anaheim los angeles they're they're exactly who we thought they were this division is a train wreck those four teams are you know they're they're trying their best but they just they're not there it's it's a good story with john gibson he wins them a couple games every now and again san jose is i i wanted to touch on eric eric carlson but i know you got to leave maybe next episode we can touch on the defenseman but (laughs) Oh, is he bad? He is like, it's almost like he got his body replaced with somebody else because he doesn't know what he's doing out there. He is atrocious. He went from being the best defenseman in the world for eight, nine years in Ottawa. He gets traded and he's just a complete shell of his former self. Maybe there's something in the water in Ottawa that I don't know about because he was so good in Ottawa and he is so bad in San Jose. So incredibly bad. It's unbelievable. But anyways, St. Louis, Colorado, Minnesota, and Vegas are going to run away with this division. It's going to be over. And I would say in 10 games, this division is over. And the last 30 games, they're just playing for seeding, which doesn't really matter because you've played these guys seven times in a season. You're going to play them in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Home ice doesn't advantage. You don't have any fans. So they're going to start resting, guys. They're going to start, you know, maybe you want a certain matchup for the playoffs and you're going to start angling for that. Maybe St. Louis doesn't want to play Colorado. Maybe they don't want to play Vegas. So they maybe start angling for a better position, but who knows this this division's done. You can call it. We've played 10 games. It's already over. It's done. Stick a fork in it. The California teams throw in Arizona. You guys can go golf and it's done. You don't have to show up anymore. (laughs) And we're going to get a guy in the show this week who plays for Arizona. And I'm going to tell him that. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. When are we, when are we
1: recording with him?
0: Um, I got to see when they play, but we'll, we'll get it. Uh, It's Jason DeBears. You heard of him?
1: I have heard of him.
0: Yeah, so a nice guy, really funny, um, really down to earth. So we'll have him on the show, see what he's up to. And uh, just get. I want to know what happened with uh, their GM last year, how that all went down. Yeah, we never heard more about that story. I thought there was more coming. I know. He just got suspended by the NHL. So we'll see what happened, why he left, what the impact was like in the locker room. Because, man, going into playoffs, your GM just up and leaves. It's, it's got to affect you it's, in some way. You know, why is he leaving? He, he built this whole team. But anyways, we'll get Jason Demers in. Good guy. Good hockey player. One of the kind of – I know he's a good defense, but no one talks about him. So it'll be an interesting conversation. Anything else, Tim? I know you got to run. You're so busy. I am. No, this is
1: good. This is good. Looking forward to talking to Jason.
0: All right, everybody. Well, I hope you had a good weekend. We will touch base with you again on Wednesday. There's lots to talk about. I have so much to talk about. It's insane. There's so much interesting stuff happening in the league right now. Anyways, everybody, stay good. Stay safe. We will talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple podcasts it's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love thanks and see you next time